Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wheat Jesus. Wheat Jesus. Hey, I'm your host, Whitney, and today we have a very special guest on our podcast today. His name is Greg. Say hello. What's up, everybody? So Greg is a good friend of mine and has been a tremendous help in my life and essentially started to restore my faith in the church of uh, just Christianity in general. So um, without telling us where you work, can you yeah. describe what you do for Yeah, definitely. So I am a former pastor, uh, former online pastor for a church in Arizona. Nice. And then what do you do now? So right now I am working part-time for the church still and doing, I say I, I make things pretty. I do graphic design <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, do, just do some freelance contract work on the side. Okay, so, you know, he's involved. Yeah, I'm still involved, involved with the church. He's involved in the sure. church. And so him and I have had many discussions, like the one that we're about to have now. Um, essentially, I had, I grew up in the church, uh, Southern Baptist. and Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different. I mean, I feel like there's extremes, right? So, like, with every religion, but mm -hmm. in Christianity, I feel like, probably Mormonism, uh, Southern Baptist. Would you say yeah. are there any other extreme uh, ones you could think of? Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, they yeah. showed up at my door the other yeah. day. Dude, I love when they show up because they look at me with tattoos and it freaks them out. So they walk, they try walking away and I'll, I'll ask if they need prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they need people to pray for them, That's right. you know? Um, but yeah, so in this, like I... That was like my foundation growing mm. up, right? And so that was my support group who I thought I could always turn to forever and ever for mm -hmm. the rest of my life until I figured out I was gay. Yeah. And then the church kind of turned on me. And so I don't know, like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. You know, I think, well, first of all, it makes me sad. It makes yeah. my heart break for you. Um, you know, I think the church is very uncomfortable with homosexuality and I, I think because it's listed in this um, in 1st Corinthians it's talking uh, Paul's addressing um, the Corinthians surprisingly in 1st Corinthians right, right. shocking <laughs> about different uh, sins and it's listed among many others uh, homosexuality, is, homosexuality is listed among other sins um, and I think what has caused confusion in the church um, is it wasn't until the late 1860s that we started to discover that homosexuality could be more than an act. So it's... People could actually love each other kind of thing? Well, just like <clears throat> that it was, it was an identity, it became an identity at that point. Okay. And so I think it's, it's hard for, for Christians to navigate that when it's not just the act like normally right. a sin is uh an act of right. some sort and when it became an identity um w i think the church has struggled it on how to handle it's like handle there's that. no saving you because it's not you did this one thing uh, yeah and we can I, ask for forgiveness well and i think it's more people just um are afraid 
and um, don't actually get out and talk to people and hear their stories and hear where they're coming from so that we can relate and, and talk, yeah. talk through things and, and grow. Yeah. Well, isn't that essentially the whole point, right? Yeah. Is to talk. And it's not just, you know, homophobia. There's other things that the Christian church have not been so uh, great about in the news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, over the last several, let's say, couple decades. I mean, obviously, they have a first hand in the Roe v. Wade decision. Yeah. So how do you feel about that decision? Yeah. And how um, the church affects that? Yeah. I mean, the church is uh, driving a lot of different agendas right now, and um, it's really hard. And, you know, like I told you mm-hmm. before, I wish that we could save every baby because that, that would be amazing. Right. But how do we, like, what, what is the solution? Yeah. Like, we're, we're making decisions on problems that we don't have solutions for. Like, mm-hmm. the foster care system in Arizona is beyond overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. And so until there's a solution and you try to force this on people, it's, it's really, a, like, there's just, what, yeah. I, I just don't understand it. Well, I think, too, the, the whole concept of all these people saying, like, this is a sin, you're murdering someone, mm-hmm. when, I mean... Let me first and foremost say on this podcast for myself personally, I believe that you should have the right to an abortion if you choose. I don't think you need to have a reason behind it. Like, that's your personal thing. But even, like, let's say in more extreme cases where, you know, mom's about to die. Yeah. And so they choose mom over unborn kid. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and I, honestly, a I honestly decide, or I honestly, like, I think the decision like because there's so much around it mm-hmm. like the federal government was just like we don't want to deal with it anymore right. it's on you states you guys figure it out yeah and so the overturning i feel like was more of a bailout for them so they mm-hmm. didn't have to deal with it but i do feel like the whole battle between pro life versus pro choice is very much motivated behind Christianity in this country. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure other countries, other religions are against it or for it or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I think it's a strange thing. Like, I'm all about for if you want to believe in whatever you believe. I mean, shit, I believe in, you know, the universe and crystals and, like, whatever. Believe in what you want but not forcing it on others and it's to a point in our country where like if you're not catholic or some sort of christian you can't become president you know and that's that's where i think the church is losing a lot of people they're like taking these ideas embellishing on them maybe more than (laughs) what the good book says yeah and then forcing that into politics and I think that's where we're seeing the clash of things well and another thing uh well first of all this is America and I'm very libertarian so it's up to you to make decisions for yourself right like if you want to go and eat you know yourself to 500 pounds and have a heart attack and die like that's your choice in America right so it is weird freedom freedom baby (laughs) (laughs) uh but there's also um there's a passage in Matthew that very clearly warns the church to not judge others lest you be judged yourself it's a famous metallica line too like if you're into metallica like they took (laughs) that from the bible 
Um, Are we sure the Bible <laughs> came first? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Metallica showed up first on the scene. I'm not sure. Um, and the instruction is very clear in the Bible that we are not to judge others outside the church. We're to love them. Right. And, uh, and we've lost the spirit of love for people that are outside the church because that's our calling to love right. others like Jesus loved. Well, yeah. And isn't, isn't it the, uh, the goal is to try to get everybody to be a Christian, right? So like, if you already have people in the church, those are the people you need to talk to, right? Right. Like in, in the church, um, like we want people to grow in their faith mm-hmm. and, um, and if you're seeing one of your brothers struggling with something, you're supposed to lift him up in love right. and speak truth in his life. You know, it's, it's still not judgment, but it's like, Hey, I see this in you. And if you keep going down this way, you're going to destroy yourself. And, right. and it's, it's still a spirit of love, but you know, yeah. it's, it's out of that trust that we have with each other. That yeah. We build well, it's each other always back good up. to have someone that will call you out yeah. on your baloney. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. So what do you think if you were to hypothetically start your own church? Yeah. What do you think you would do differently? Oh man, I would do a lot of things differently. Um, I think, you know, church is not a place where, um, outsiders feel comfortable entering. Yeah. And a lot of people have been judged by the church and belittled by the church. Mm -hmm. And that's not, it's not supposed to be the church's role. Right. The whole no judgment thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if I was to start something on my own, um, it would be, uh, probably out in the open. Okay. More like around a campfire scene, and uh, or campfire, not a campfire scene. That would be weird. Um, it's just a projector, <laughs> right? With a fire on it. <laughs> one of those ones where you guys spit and erase stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I think it would be a lot more open to just discussion. Like yeah. I think we've grown out of the the lecture period in this country. Like that's um, so true. A lot of a lot of people. Um, like they don't want to be lectured. Like if you have a question, like let's let's work on finding the answer together. Yeah. Right? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It is very, I mean, preachy, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a church where it was like, all right, let's have a Q&A at yeah. some point, you know. Yeah, the the two best churches that I ever went to, um one of them did that and um obviously the pastor had studied what we were covering the questions were a little more focused on the passage so that they could give you an, a- an answer but they were definitely open to seeking answers to whatever you were struggling with right. or had questions about um and the other one was just it mo- modeled vulnerability really well um yeah each... you were talking about vulnerability the yeah. other day what do you mean by that you yeah say you I, teach vulnerability um I think what's really important, especially from a leader, is letting people know you make mistakes. Right. Because what we've bred in this church culture is this um, this hiddenness. Like yeah. we're not allowed to admit when we failed or seek help because we all want to put on this face and act like nothing's wrong. Right. And that's not healthy because Where you're setting from... up a standard that no one can reach. Yeah. 
Where I'm from, they call that putting on your Sunday best. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were probably wearing them fancy hats to church then, oh, huh? Oh, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> like the purple hat lady or the red hat lady? Red hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they They're church? fancy. I, they I've never church? seen them there, but okay. I mean, I'm sure some of them go to church. What about... Not with the red hats, though, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. You can't see the pastor <laughs> there. <laughs> what about... Are you familiar with um, masonry or the yeah. Masonic... Aren't they Christian-based, too? So, they... I actually know a lot about this. Oh, And this is a super random question that I actually know a lot about. Okay, good. Um, So, I actually was in the process to become a Mason. Mm. And I think um, what stopped me from doing it is... Uh, it's it's actually I don't know maybe they'll murder me for saying this but uh, <laughs> we didn't tell them your last name it's fine <laughs> yeah that's right uh, so it's um, it's actually like reenacting plays a lot of oh. of and like there's just a lot of traditions okay uh, so it's a, it's a lot of tradition it's a lot of um, made up stories that okay. they uh, about Solomon's temple. And the Which rebuilding is, of that, and is a Christian thing, but yeah. it's in other religions too. Yeah, right? it's yeah. it's a, a Jewish, um, and possibly Islam. There's parts of the Bible that they recognize. I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like a there was just a lot of calls before I even had started to like take roles in plays, and I was like, this is gonna overwhelm my life. Yeah. Maybe I should <laughs> stick with church and just. Reach out to people that need Jesus' love, and and that's that's more the path I chose to pursue. Right. Do you feel like the the church today is the epitome of what Jesus was teaching? Uh, not at all. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's some really good churches out there that um, show love really well. Yeah. By um, no means are we saying all churches suck. Yeah. Uh, I think we've just we've watched this model of, um, well, first of all, not a lot of people have actually read the Bible, which like, if you're going to profess a religion, like at least invest in it, right? Like at least find out what you believe. Yeah. It Um, took me four years, by the way, to read the whole thing. I mean, that's pretty good. It's a long book. It is a long book, especially if you're reading the old Testament too. Yeah. I mean, get into that new Testament. That's when Jesus shows up and changes stuff. Right. That's the good stuff. (laughs) Uh, but the the church as a whole, I just fear, um, is worshiping politics mm. and our country more than they're looking at the actual teachings of Jesus and looking at how he loved people. Mm. And uh, regardless of their race, which at right. the time was just, or, or even gender, right. like it's just incredible. This man shows up and... Uh, he's Jewish and is talking to a Samaritan woman right. and like by no means is he supposed to be talking to a Samaritan or a woman, a woman yeah um, and he changed her life yeah you know and right. it's just it's this amazing <clears throat> just experience for this woman who was so overwhelmed that she had to go and tell her whole uh, village about this man who knew everything about her right and so then he got to spend a few days in a Samaritan town where no Jew would ever go because right. they hated each other yeah um, I'm sure he got to learn about cultural differences and yeah and just like meet new people and just just how he valued people that no one else did right and that's what we've lost is the ability to love the unlovable mm-hmm. which Jesus is very much for yeah 
And well, I, I mean, by no means am I saying you're unlovable, but that's that's just like um, that, the people that are on the outskirts of society mm-hmm. that that feel lost, that feel lonely. Like right. that's who Jesus reached out to and loved. Well. Right. They aren't necessarily making the same decisions as you are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you about my youth pastor um, and the main church that I went to growing up. He would go out to like skate parks and all that trying to like I mean he wasn't like super pushy but he would invite kids to church and stuff and then he ended up losing his job there because they didn't want those weren't the people they wanted at the church which again is heartbreaking yeah and it also directly like goes against (laughs) the teachings of Christ himself you know that Jesus guy you know, Wheat Jesus. It's Wheat the name Jesus. of the podcast. Wheat Jesus loves you. <laughs> mm. It's just wild to me. And then even going back to, like, <clears throat> the the homophobia and the, I think you said Corinthians is what yeah. it is in. Yeah, it's in, a, it's um, in another verse, too. There are, there are scholars that argue that that was a mistranslation and that it actually was talking about pedophilia yeah and like that men should not be laying with children right which was a common practice in roman greece at the time yeah and so obviously that makes they more saw sense it as to teaching me. Mm. Mm, yeah lovely yeah 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 pedophilia unfortunately has been around for a long time yeah. and i could i can't understand why the church wouldn't be more focused on that like, yeah why do you think so many catholic priests are into that yeah, um, well, my own opinion is that the Catholic Church should let priests marry. Uh, yeah. I mean, just because you decide to follow God, your sexual drive doesn't go away. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're still a, a human, an animal, right. really, like a reproductive. Not that we're here to just reproduce, right. but, you know, that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a big problem in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And... From what I understand, these guys usually don't go to jail. Mm. They end up just getting moved, like, across the country to another Catholic church. Which is horrible. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. So you're telling me <laughs> that if you started a church... Well, there's a reason that I'm not no Catholic. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. There's, there's just... That was the first round of church corruption, was the yeah. Catholic church. Well, that was also the original Christianity, right? Like... When it actually yeah. became a religion, mm-hmm. it was Catholicism. Yep. And then, unfortunately, because of other ways they tried to control people, uh, I mean, basically, it was how many Muslims right now in Islam have to uh, just trust their imam, which is their leader, because they don't read Arabic. Mm. So you just trust whatever the preacher or priest, in this case, is telling you. Uh, yeah. And then when you see the Bible start to get printed by Gutenberg like you see this transition of people fractioning and fragmenting the church so because they realize that it's it's they've been told lies right yeah well I mean and that sounds just like I guess any form of control any form of government that I've ever heard Mm -hmm. you know like keep the people as dumb as you can yeah so that you can control them yeah and the moment we all like get together and start realizing these things we're like, hey, maybe this isn't the direction we should be right. going, whether it be politics or religion, yeah. you know? Which, unfortunately, we view them as one now almost. Yeah. 
and and that's there is the no part separation that makes me sad. of church and state. No, and do you feel like there should be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. A lot of the churches I've heard, anyway, around this area have um, they they preach Trumpism, okay, and tell you who to vote for, and they're what? they're in no way like like what I I believe like politics is so outside of yeah. what. It's is one in of the, the Bible. most corrupt things yeah. that you could ever be a part of. Well, and one of the problems, like, you have these two governmental parties that both take biblical principles of social justice mm-hmm. on the, on the um, liberal side. Right. And um, pro-life. Um, like wanting to force yeah. prayer in schools, things yeah. like that. And, and they manipulate voters. Like... Mm-hmm. They don't believe that. Like, right. they just know that, hey, we can pit each, we can pit each other apart. And yeah. either you're a Christian who believes in social justice or you're a Christian who is pro-life. But, like, Jesus, like, he believed in in more than that, right? Right. Like, it's about coming together yeah. and lifting each other up. Right. And so the people that are far one way or the other... I, I just tell you, look back at, at Jesus' actions. Yeah. Like, he he loved people, and he didn't care. You know, he didn't care about money. Right. He, like, yeah. he's like, give to Caesar's what is Caesar's, which was taxes. Yeah. And because well, he was he, like flipping the tables and stuff yeah. on on tax collectors. Oh yeah, when like, when so that story, uh, Jesus enters the temple and he just feels like his father's house is being disrespected because he's. Uh, he said they turned it into a den of robbers and thieves mm. because what they would do is you would have to bring a sacrifice um, to, to burn uh, to honor God and what they were doing is if you brought they were basically upselling you right like and then they would take your two pigeons yeah that you were gonna sacrifice and they would they would give uh, they would give um, the two they would give the two pigeons that they took from one person mm-hmm. and they'd give them to the next one. And right. just there was money changing and it upset him so much that he flipped tables. And one of the coolest things about that story is he's talking <laughs> like, so Jesus flips over a bunch of tables. He starts whipping people. Yeah. And then they stop and listen. Right. Which like, if I'm getting whipped by somebody, I'm running away. Right. But like, <laughs> there was such authority there that yeah. people actually like, my store is turned over. I just got whipped by this dude. And yet right. I stopped and I listened to his words. And that's incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. Um, some people, I think, could argue that perhaps, you know, that's like violent or whatever. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think that Jesus was pretty peaceful. But mm-hmm. I do. I have heard people like kind of tell the reverse side of that. Yeah. And in the same, like, he just made them listen. He, like, whipped them into submission. And <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I don't think. Uh, sometimes a strong think. hand is needed. You know, a firm hand is needed in situations. Well, and Jesus was fully man, too. And he had to experience all the emotions that we feel. Right? right. Like, if he didn't, then we couldn't, like, fully relate to him. Like, yeah. it shows a range of emotions that you get to see. And, like, it got people's attention. Right. Like, maybe that's what he had to do to, to make people listen. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the documentary Zeitgeist? Or no. Zeitgeist? I don't mm. know how to say it. Um, so, it's the original one they did is about religion. Mm-hmm. And 
essentially just saying how like all religion is fake and control but something I found really interesting and that actually helped me kind of like realize that I was a part of something that I didn't want to be a part of Mm. Um, it was essentially like showing all these examples of civilizations before uh, Christianity began Mm -hmm. that have the same exact stories like virgin birth Mm -hmm. you know son of God um, and you know it was just like all these things that came long before Christianity they're the same exact stories and it started making me wonder like what's real and what isn't or is this like it's the same story being told over and over Mm -hmm. just different I guess prophets or people that are you know because the whole basis of Christianity is that Jesus was the son of God Mm -hmm. and not just another prophet which is what he is he's in like uh, the Islamic or Muslim I never know which one to say belief he's Mm -hmm. as a prophet same with Judaism Second highest prophet. Um, what what do you think is like the driving factor that made you believe in Christianity versus yeah. others? So I always go back. Like obviously, everyone experiences doubt in whatever faith yeah. <laughs> you're you're pursuing. And for me, um, the passage that I couldn't deny um, was written 700 years before the appearance of Christ mm-hmm. in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 53 and it's the prophecy of the suffering servant. Jewish people will argue, will argue with you that that is, uh, a prophecy about, uh, the Jews. Right. Um, well, Jesus was a Jew. He, he was. So, um, but it talks about him being pierced for our transgressions okay. and, um, this was 700 years prior? Yeah. Okay. And um, everything just aligns perfectly to the man the man, uh, and son of God, Christ. Uh, so that's why I've dedicated my life to it and dedicated my life to showing others his love. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I sometimes think, like, so when I watch Zeitgeist and, mm-hmm. like, really turn turn my cheek if you will yeah i went completely off the rails like atheist nothing's real nothing matters whatever over the last year or so i've obviously been kind of like trying to figure out you know i figured out there's a difference between religion and spirituality Mm -hmm. and so in that i've been figuring out my own spirituality and i've come to find that a lot of it is the same thing. We just use different terms. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've said it to you, but I'll, I'll be talking to my dad, you know, and I'll be like, yeah, the universe is really taking care of me today or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And he's always like, God, it's yeah. God. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, it's the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, you just have different names for it. Right. Um, and I think, so I have no problem, like, praying to the creator. Like, right. Uh, and for me it's more like well who made the universe right like so yeah. if you're talking to the universe then like in a in a way you're speaking to god right, right. because he made everything and like with with your crystals and stuff like yeah. god made all of that right and it's more about remembering the creator for me mm-hmm. and i i think <clears throat> for me it's i i just wish <laughs> i wish the church was a better representation of jesus right um because 
when you read about his story and his life and how he treated people and uh like even even if if i lose everything tomorrow yeah like and i'm dead and mm -hmm. i show up and there's just darkness right did i still model my life after someone who uh loved well mm -hmm. loved the people that no one else loved yeah like healed people like right i i didn't lose anything do you believe in the the fear-based preaching i guess what i mean by that is like you know well what's the worst that could happen if i'm wrong i die and there's darkness right but if i'm right and, and then i choose to do bad things i'm in hell forever like do right. you feel like that is a good tool to use no uh i i think it well i know it it breaks my heart uh when people do that and you know people wonder why standing on the street corner with a sign saying uh you know you're gonna burn in hell you know why that's not effective and uh if we if we don't model our our lives after what we believe in and walk that walk uh and love others well there can be no trust to even open a spiritual conversation right so how am i supposed to um <laughs> holding up a sign that you're going to go to hell yeah. like that might build a wall between you and that person right. it's yeah. uh, i mean you might not be able to enter into a healthy conversation with that person right it's yeah a, it's it, you a know. harsh start and we've learned that art we've learned the art of discussion and debate like healthy debate right and Absolutely. and you know that's in all aspects of life so yeah in in the christian culture it's it's even worse yeah it is yeah you're definitely right about that um something else i notice is that of course, Jesus was a man, he, whatever, but in the Christian belief, and you've said it yourself, when you refer to God, you refer to he. Mm -hmm. Do you think that God actually has, like, a gender? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah? The only the only reason that I say he is because that's what what's written down, and that's, right. that's what I've studied, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, I have no idea. Would and you, no one can know that. Would you be completely <laughs> flabbergasted? <clears throat> if you got up to heaven and God was like this just diva queen lady. <laughs> no, I actually would love it because I get along with women a lot better because they show more emotions and I'm a very emotional guy. So yeah. every, the world would have made sense then for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's still that possibility. It's just, for sure. you know, earthly men <laughs> taking over and saying that's something else we kind of talked about before. Um, was I was saying that from the very beginning, Christianity teaches that women are inferior to men because men were created first and then like taken from the rib. Yeah, that's how they, women they were shouldn't. created. <laughs> like, like okay, but the, if that's how it happened, great. But that yeah. doesn't make you inferior. Right. Right. But the way it's like written and preached, it always seems like they're not coming out directly and being like, "Women, you should be down on your knees worshiping us." But it's the way I've seen it preached mm. or heard it preached. You can tell it's more of a patriarchy than a well, matriarchy. I mean, when, when men can corrupt, any human can corrupt anything. Right. And so that's really unfortunate. Yeah. And I love that the church that I work at has female leadership, female pastors, female elders. Like oh, it's, awesome. it's, it's really yeah. important to us to have that equality. Yeah. And like, of course it's still lopsided. 
Like yeah, it's gonna I've take not time. Met, I don't think I've met any woman preachers in my yeah. day. I mean, well, you should come to saying, my church sometime. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at least not in the south. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Which the south is also a whole different ball game too. Yeah. I don't know. They're about 15 years behind everyone else oh, in least, the country. Right? Yeah. <laughs> on everything. Right. Uh, like, I just had to tell them that Kurt Cobain died. <laughs> They're they back were, in the 90s. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were devastated. Devastated. <laughs> I had no idea. That's another one. Do you feel like the whole suicide thing is true? If you commit suicide, you so go to hell? So I've, I've looked a lot into this, uh, especially when I was going through depression and was considering taking my own life mm-hmm. um it was a fear for me and right. i um the only the only reason that i think that that became a thing is because we're taught that we're the temple of god and yes we have free will but you're essentially destroying the temple of god yeah but i don't i don't believe it's a mortal sin yeah because i mean at a certain point there's a there's a mixture of like chemical imbalance in your brain right, right. like that's proven and hey I'm, I'm one of those people so yeah, i get you girl <laughs> exactly so it's like well if i was born with a chemical imbalance in yeah. my brain then god made me this way right so therefore if i act on this because i am off the deep end right. how could that then like automatically put me in hell yeah i mean the only the only mortal sin that I know that's listed in the Bible is to grieve the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unclear, um, yeah. which is scary in itself, but nowhere right. does it say like, you know, if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. No, right. I didn't that, think, I don't remember reading it's, that. No, it's not anywhere. biblically founded. What do you think happened between, good night guys. What do you think happened between the, Old and New Testament, where like Old Testament was God was f- furious. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe he softened because he has a son. You know, <laughs> when people have kids, they soften a little bit. So <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so the best way that I've heard it described to me is there was God promised a lineage to Abraham mm-hmm. and to David, and that Jesus was going to come from. Uh, that lineage lineage. and so if i i've heard it described that god had to make sure that that happened and there was uh so everything he had to orchestrate to make that happen and that's why there's there's certain kill some people off right and and, you know i'm not advocating for that but yeah i mean (laughs) Um, well god did it so yeah and i god was fully man or sorry, Jesus was fully man and fully God. Mm-hmm. And in the New Testament, what I see is a man. We'll just call him Jesus because man and God is getting confusing. Right. Um, so Jesus comes into the picture and just like flips the book, right? Like mm-hmm. there's all these pious rabbis who um, were all about attention and power. Mm-hmm. Not unfamiliar of what it looks like today. Right. Um and he's trying to tear down the establishment and show people that he um, requires mercy and not sacrifice. And that's okay. always, like, stuck with me. That, yeah. Um, because I'm a very merciful person. Yeah. And um, 
I didn't used to value that. But when I read that, like, it's like, okay, maybe I'm on the right path. Right. Um, and during that time, like, if you just look at, at Jesus and who he cared for um, and the way that he loves, yes, he, he gives parables in extremes. Um, right. Like, they can be confusing because you're hearing one thing and then it switches to the other and you're like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot going um, on here. And uh, I just think if you look at who Jesus is and uh, the path forward from that, mm-hmm. um, that's that's what I believe, right? Because I'm a what we would call a Gentile. It's a non-Jew. Okay. okay. And so um, Jesus came for the Jew and the Gentile. Right. Um, because he promised, um, he made promises to the Jews and walked them through uh, their history, and um, he didn't like what he was seeing, and he was like, "This is, I want this to be for everybody." Right. And that's what when Jesus comes into the picture, that's what he accomplished. Okay. Is now we have, uh, now I get the opportunity to believe as well. Right. I do feel like, too, you know, basically being all-powerful and then putting yourself down here with the lowly in human form kind of thing mm-hmm. um, kind of gives you that human touch, that yeah. humanity. So that's something I thought maybe, you know, where you see the difference between the Old and New Testament where it gets a little nicer and all that. Yeah, I like, mean, how cool is it? Perhaps he came down and was like, oh, I've been <laughs> well, a bit harsh. And, like, the, it's the only religion <clears throat> where you have um, a deity coming down to earth and walking among, among them and suffering and feeling all the emotions. I would and, argue that. Okay. Greek mythology. That's fair. Yeah. The only monotheistic. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I just don't want people to argue on Yeah, here, yeah. So. <laughs> you don't want the trolls? Yeah, Stay away, right? trolls. Stay away, trolls. We'll already get a tunnel. So two, <laughs> two more things I wanted to say. Um, one is that I, I just want to say I think it's a little bit fucked up that God was all like, Hey, Abraham, you should kill one of your sons to show me how much you love me. Yeah. And he's like, ah, just kidding. Yeah. You know, what do you think that's about? You think his sense of humor is just crazy or? <laughs> no, I think that was just to test Abraham's faith because, um, Abraham waited until he was, he, he always wanted a child. He, mm-hmm. he wanted God to show him that, that what he said about his lineage was true. And so when he finally, had his son and we he had, he had two sons right. but once once he had the promised son um he had waited so long that um it's just a big ask right like how how far would you you go to prove your love for me and right. i you know i'm not god i wouldn't make somebody do that yeah. but i mean it's Seems a crazy a little story. toxic if you put it in like a human level right you know for sure but i get you know you gotta test it you gotta make sure <laughs> i guess the other thing I was thinking about is um, Lilith. Yeah. And the lack of mentioning her in Christianity. But uh, what do you think about Lilith? Do you think that that's true, that she was actually the first woman? I mean, and, I have no idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you, are you, you're familiar with Lilith, yeah, though, right? I'm, okay. I'm, I wasn't there. Well, so, yeah. I mean, I, Me neither. Yeah. I, just, I was busy that day. I don't. I don't even know how to answer it because I, I don't know. Um, I just wasn't there. Yeah. Know? Well, yeah. And if you don't, 
if you don't know much about something, maybe don't speak on well, it until and, you do, and too, you know? One of the things that I believe in is focusing on the majors and not sweating the minors. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, like, there's foundational beliefs. There's foundational beliefs that if you call yourself a Christian, should believe. Mm-hmm. And one of those is, like, one of the minors is creation, how right. that happened. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, start arguing with someone over it. Like, right. Because it's a minor. It doesn't, it doesn't. The whole point is be a good person, be kind, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Like, what, what about like the books of the Bible that were taken out? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, why why I, would they take I them out? Well, so there was, um, so Constantine put together a group of probably men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what they did, they were from all over the world. They were um, biblical scholars, not biblical scholars, that's probably the wrong thing, but they were very educated. Right. Uh, and they were historians and they looked at um, how far away from Jesus were these writers. Okay. Like, did they actually have contact with him? Um, and and so it was, it was more about just making sure that those that had interaction with Jesus mm-hmm. were the only ones allowed to be in the Bible. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't looked much into those, but yeah. I've always found it a little bit weird, like Council because of the Messiah. Bible also says They're like don't don't mess with the Bible. Right. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of I'm like, wait a second, you guys did that. <laughs> you messed <laughs> well, with the Bible. They're the ones that wrote that. Yeah. Um, and you know, well, I was just gonna say Mormons like they read the Bible and then the book of Mormon and they must skip that last line. Right. <laughs> yeah. Must've been left yeah, out. You must've just, yeah. They just left that line out their Bible. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up, but I always like to end with, um, so if you could give any advice to people that are kind of lost right now, or, you know, even scared of the church, um, what would you say to him? Yeah, that's heavy. Um, I think the first thing that I want to say is like you hear this word sin and you know it all it means is you're missing the mark and so if we look at humanity everyone has is not perfect like no one's perfect yeah so when you read that list that includes homosexuality Mm -hmm. or pedophilia whatever yeah um there's other things right you know like we all lie Mm -hmm. you know I've personally had an affair like luckily you know it it didn't cost me my marriage we worked through it that's good but it's like i just want to relay like what that means and just so it's not as heavy Mm -hmm. um and i also just want to apologize on behalf of the church like i know that so many people have been wounded by people that um call themselves christians and uh if you've been wounded by the church, their their actions were not in line with Jesus' commands. And right. if you're if you're feeling lost, um, first of all, like there's hope. Like um, whether whether it's it's through spirituality or um, or just people that you know, like find that hope that can sustain you. Right build that community around you that will lift you up and not tear you down right and that's really what church is right it's community it's what it's supposed to be it's what it's supposed to be so well thank you guys for listening and just know that there are people out there that are actually being what christians are 
meant to be, including this guy Greg over Woo! here. Ayon. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, day, whatever time you're listening to this. I hope that you love Greg's voice because he is as <laughs> handsome as he sounds. Woo! All right, and y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. We Jesus loves you. We Jesus loves you.